Hey y'all, welcome to Bookish Bitches. It's not your grandmother's book club. So grandma, if you're listening, you can actually listen to this one. It's pretty PG. Uh, my name's Megan. And I'm Lauren. And today we are talking about Graceling. And I can't remember who it's by. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let's, Kristen Kishore. Ah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to straight up admit it. I only finished half of the book. I'll explain why I only did half of the book. I just could I, I couldn't. The writing style was just I, I I couldn't get into the book. So we'll do a quick summary, um, and then yeah. we'll kind of talk about the parts you did read, and then the parts that you didn't read. This I would agree is not a book that like absolutely have to finish. You know what I mean? Yeah, I commend you for finishing it because I I took several breaks and I just couldn't get into it. Like, That's the thing is I didn't take any breaks. I did stuff while reading it um I like the plot but I just couldn't so Graceling is based around these um people who have these things called graces hence Graceling um and these individuals when their grace presents itself it's um they're physically it's said that their eyes settle so they have two different colored eyes and that's how you can identify them the story is centered on Katza who her grace at the beginning of the book is established to be a grace for killing so she can uh kill anyone she has to basically train to not kill everyone she fights so she it opens up and she's on this mission to save a lionid um who is just that's just a term for someone else in the kingdom um so she breaks him out under this council that she's created to basically go behind the backs of the kings and do all these heroic acts for those in the kingdom. When she is helping this man escape, she runs into another Lanid, but he's also a Grace or a Graceling. And he has um, a gold and a silver eye. And basically, this whole first interaction starts the plot of the rest of the book, trying to figure out why the Lanid had been captured and also um, kind of thwarting this evil king. Um, so that's like the quick. Sp- very quick summary because we're going to talk a little bit about it and then when we get to the parts that Megan doesn't know I'll kind of fill in the gaps bless you (laughs) (laughs) I muted it and everything I was like all right it's coming I can see your face so (laughs) oh god damn you (laughs) sorry I thought you were about to and then I was like yeah bless you it's fine I've done it to you so many times (laughs) I don't say bless you I say watermelon (laughs) that is true you scream that before I can sneeze (laughs) I'll give you this one (laughs) um yeah so I got up to the point where Katza and Poe are heading out onto their adventure and they stop in a village. That's where I. That's where I stopped. Okay. That's where so, I stopped. Uh, for those of you listening who have not read it, Poe is the Lionid Graceling with the gold and the silver eye. Yes. And he basically appears and is like, "Oh, his grace is supposed to be fighting." Did you get to the part where they talk about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I okay. got to the point where there's a little twist with that one. All right, we can talk about that because that was probably one of my favorite plot twists in this whole book. Betrayal. So there are three people in this book who, well, one of them, nobody knows that he is graced and Poe and Katza both figure out that their graces are not what they initially think they are. So Poe, as I said, presents as if he has a fighting grace. 
but his is a lot uh different it's cooler too i think but um if you want to talk about that go ahead so basically and i can't blame him for hiding his true grace i really can't it actually makes a lot of sense um so poe supposedly had his graceling was that he is a really good fighter he he can sense when movements about to happen before they even happen um well that's not his true grace and she finds us out from Giddon, who's the guy that has a crush on her. And I'll, I'll talk about Giddon. We'll get to him. <laughs> um, but so basically, if someone is thinking about him and they're in like the direct vicinity and everything, he can actually hear exactly what they're saying in, the, in their mind. But only if it's focused on him. Like he can't just read the minds. I really want a sandwich. The, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, say like oh Poe's really hot then he'll hear it <laughs> yeah and alongside that he can sense basically everything around him especially living yeah. creatures which is why when he's, he's really good at fighting yeah so when yeah. he's fighting Tatsa he's taking the blows a lot harder than she is which is yeah. kind of where she starts to figure out that he's like his grace isn't what he says it is uh, but she's he's able to predict her movements before she does it so he's able to kind of bite the blows yeah. a little more even she was like, no, no, your race is fighting. He was like, no, I'm putting all my effort into when we're uh, jesting and shit. And you're just giving me half of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Man, that's true. <laughs> well, that's, and that's where I think it's interesting in kind of moving from Poe to Katz's grace. This whole time she's like, oh my God, I'm a monster. Like has this whole complex that she's a monster. And that her grace is killing that she was meant to be a monster. And then we come to find out that her grace is survival. Which. Wait, what? Yeah. So it later they figure out that the reason that she doesn't feel the blows like he does. The reason okay. she doesn't really need to sleep or eat like normal people do is her grace is survival. So she can go days without sleeping. And then she can tell herself to sleep and for how long. Okay. I just made it sound a lot cooler than the way it was described in the book. Oh, okay. She kind of comes to it in this way of like, I'm a monster. (gasps) My grace is survival. And it's like, this is not on brand for the character that I got to know what's happening here. Yeah, I wonder why it did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so there's this really cool scene. And if I can find the page number, I'll text it to you because you should just read the scene. Later down the line, Katza and Poe make it to uh, Monse, where King Lek is. And King Lek's daughter and his wife are running from him. And so the, the wife dies, and that's Poe's um, aunt. So she dies. Lek kills her. And then is like, my wife, my wife. Lek's grace is that if he says something, someone will believe it. So he starts saying, my... Yeah. That's why I was like, no, you should finish it. But like, Lex Grace is really cool. Kind of overpowered, but cool. And he's crying. Oh my he's God, like, he's the perfect gaslighter. Yes, <laughs> his grace is literally gaslighting. Oh um, my God, I'm glad to see it's a superpower. <laughs> Damn. Um, but so after- Oh, wait, you know what that reminds me of? That mm-hmm. one girl uh, in Umbrella Academy where she whispers something. Allison, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it reminds me of season three allison sucks just saying um anyway season two or season three she just like 
this is so off topic but season three she's so (laughs) she's just terrible she's kick her in the throat terrible like ugh. as always partial to gorilla guy i hate you um (laughs) but so after lek kills his wife katza is actually poe is not affected by the grace but katza is so he has to get her out of there and they go find um lek's daughter bitter blue who you would like her she's 10 but she's a little badass um but at some point they have to split up so katza's taking bitter blue across this mountain pass because they know that the other ways out of monse are locked like basically guarded and it's named grell's pass because the guy who tried to take it died he froze to death katza puts the little girl on her back and it's just fucking trucking she's running she's literally running across this like mountain pass that's covered in snow and they get to the end and she just puts bitter blue down and just falls face forward and it's like i see the survival as your grace now but the way you came to it before Ooh. was a little weird i i i you know obviously there's a lot of holes that i i'm not gonna lie even hearing all these spoilers i'm kind of like a little mm. <laughs> i'm okay i didn't finish it it almost seems to me that so bitter blue has a book of her own because there's another one in this series named bitter yeah blue. there's like two more i think there's there's four in total i think um because i looked at the back of the cover bitter blue's book is probably very good probably yeah. because her character is set up in a way like lek is her father and she straight up is like we have to kill my dad like she breaks through his grace and is able to kind of exist external to it and I think that you would like her as a protagonist a little bit more than you would probably like Katza. Um, but like you said, the writing style is, I had that issue too, because there's a lot of fragment sentences. So I would get confused when I was reading it. I'd be like, okay, wait, 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 what? So that's probably a running theme in the hat, baby. Um, in the book. In the podcast, my cat, Binks. <laughs> Thackeray, welcome to the cast. Uh, but yeah like if you honestly the outline would probably be really interesting to read alone yeah without all the weird fragments and descriptions um because oh my god i wonder what here let's pull up the synopsis for her book i wonder if it's i wonder while i'm doing this i have to tell you how katsa kills lek because i think you'll enjoy it dope so poe gives katza his ring and in doing so um basically makes her queen of his castle until he comes back and gets the ring from her so she gets there and lek has come in and has taken over the entire house has called poe's family there and is essentially like mind controlling them to believe that this is his summer home in uh leonid and that he's in control there. Mm-hmm. And Bitter Blue, because she is built on this resistance to his grace, is screaming. She's tugging on Katza's, you know, arms and legs. And he's like, don't believe him, don't believe him. And he goes, Lek goes to tell Poe's secret about his grace. And so Katza doesn't remember who Lek is or why she doesn't trust him. And she's she's got this weird feeling about keeping Bitter Blue safe so she won't hand her over. Mm-hmm. And he opens his mouth to tell Poe's secret and she hurls a knife straight into his mouth. Fuck yeah. Right up against the chair. Kills him on the spot. 
and then of course she's traumatized by it but it was pretty fucking cool okay dude that's pretty dope actually yeah it's like there's parts of the book that are really interesting but so did poe and katza ever like end up together i guess yes so they end up together at the end of the book but they don't get married yeah um at one point poe goes and is like gonna try to kill Lek on his own because Katza can't be trusted not to fall prey to the to the grace. Yeah. And he fails. So he he shoots an arrow and I think he misses or he hits someone else, but he fails and he's injured and he's he gets shot a bunch of times with arrows and he's on horseback. And the horse is coming up the mountain pass to them, and the horse falls off the cliff with him on it. So he goes down oh, to this into this, this water ravine. And he hits his head so hard that for days he's dizzy, he's sick. So they end up having to leave him behind this, in this cabin. And then obviously when everything gets resolved, they go back and he's blind. Mm, damn. And he, no one else can tell because his grace is so heightened that it seems like he's fine. But they all notice he won't really look at them for long periods of time. So at the end of the book, Katza's helping him practice um, looking like he can see. Okay basically so he doesn't have to explain his grace now he's blind. Figuring it out. yeah he's completely but because blind. of his grace he can still sense everything right yeah it's basically like if everything was just blurry but you, like if you're in your bedroom and you know where everything is but you can't see that's basically what his grace is like uh poe better not fuck with cats or she'll switch around the furniture <laughs> that's mean <laughs> i i love that you just said that <laughs> um Bitterblue though can tell that something's something's up. Um, and on that note, let's let's read the synopsis for Bitterblue. Bitterblue, why is it? It's only got four and a half stars. That's not bad actually. Yeah. Let's say let's eight. See. Do you want me to read it, or do you want to read it? You read it. Okay. Eight years have passed since the young Princess Bitterblue and her country were saved from the vicious King Lek. Now Bitterblue is queen of Munse, and her land is at peace. But the influence of her father, a violent psychopath with mind-altering abilities, lives on. I love that sentence in itself. Her advisors, who have run the country on her behalf since Lex's death, believe in a forward-thinking plan to pardon all of those who committed terrible acts during Lex's reign and to forget every dark event that ever happened. Monse's past has become shrouded in mystery, and it's only when Bitterblue begins sneaking out of her castle, curious, disguised, and alone, to walk the... Sorry. Spit in my mouth. To walk the streets of her own city that she begins to realize the truth. Her kingdom has been under the 35-year-long spell of uh, of, of a madman. And now their only chance to move forward is to revisit the past. Interesting. Don't know no. that I'll read it, but I like her as a character. Maybe like read it on um, Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, probably. You don't got to pay for it. I don't really e- read um, ebooks, though. I mean, you know that. You, you see my yeah. bookshelves. Um, but yeah, so actually speaking it sounds of, go ahead go ahead it sounds interesting but i should probably read finish grizzly before i read that yeah <laughs> on on the note of bitter blue um katso's whole thing is like i don't want children i'll never marry and we can talk about get in in this context in a second because i know you want to i know you want to get into that um yeah. but i love how katsa never changes her mind about not wanting kids but she has this maternal instinct towards Bitterblue. And this yeah. little girl is so sarcastic. 
I got to the point with Gidden where she was like flat out like, I don't want to have children one day. He's like, oh, you'll change your mind. I'm like, uh, oh. that, this white male in America. Yo, okay. When he <laughs> Sorry, that, I'm sorry, people. I'm just saying. It's not inaccurate. And when he said it, I was like, oh, Lord. Okay. okay. How did you feel about the fact that was he throwing signals for you before that moment? Because before everyone was saying, oh, he likes you. I was like, he's really, like, what is this behavior? Yeah. So I didn't really get a lot of red flags, to be honest, because he wasn't mentioned that much. And then finally, when she's training with Poe and he's like, you, what, what are you going to do and get it and ask you to marry him? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that's right. And so when they go to Giddens Castle, because they try to uh, shake down that Lord who's like, I'm not selling my kids off. You got me fucked up. Uh, <laughs> sorry. And That's how it should have been written. To you protect got me her. Up. And I put that in quotation mark here. Freedom yeah. is here. Oh, you don't want to leave. Okay. Thackeray um, is a huge book. Avid, He's an avid book reader and listener. So I hope that's the only other part. Um, yeah and then he's like i'll protect you by marrying you and she's like i don't want to get married like no um he's like what do you mean no i've been in love with you we're gonna have kids one day she's like nah hoss (laughs) not me (laughs) he came across and tell me if you disagree or agree with this before poe points out that like gidden is you know infatuated with her whatever he comes across kind of like a bully and then with the context of him having like feelings for her it almost feels like when you're in first grade and the little boy is like pulling your hair because he likes you and it's like what what is happening yeah i think his character it didn't even develop it just got like warped i liked him again and then i didn't i feel like he just doesn't have enough presence in the books to even be like oh he's a character it's like oh he has dialogue yeah he's like oh this one this one's got dialogue like ol had more dialogue than him i loved ol he's a sweetie ol is yeah i i just didn't like get him like you're supposed to not like him and that's the thing is like in the beginning i was i think i was having trouble figuring out i was like is is he like the witty best friend or like is he kind of just a jerk like what are we working with here and even in the end of the book i still had the feeling of like okay he's he's just there like he wasn't particularly bitter or anything he was obviously pouty about it but like he wasn't evil i don't know i didn't finish the book so i don't know what you know what happened with him but like I don't know. I just, I don't know. I didn't like him. His comments were terrible. The sigh you gave was Yeah. And she forgave him for a lot of them. Like, hmm, if I ever heard a guy say stuff he said, no. I understand. I don't agree with her forgiving him, but I understand why. Because he was one of the only friends she had. Everyone else was too afraid of her to even, to t- even talk to her the way he did. Um, yeah which does not make it right but it makes me understand like why she left herself 
open to his little jabs and jeers and it was because at the end of the day he basically always had her back which we now know is because he wanted to marry her but yeah but i don't know his character development warpness whatever the fuck it was i didn't like it i think it's one of the things why i couldn't read the book anymore you know what my biggest one thing and then the other next time next page it's like never happened oh yeah the their relationship and interactions were really weird and inconsistent yeah because you're right when you turn the page and it's like oh she just she glared at him and then poof they're fine again and it's like well yeah what (laughs) yeah literally exactly exactly i think my biggest disappointment with this book was actually poe i yeah i yeah I don't know if I was expecting more of like a like a resand or Cassian or something out of him. I was expecting a little resand only because like in the first 10 pages when he pops in, he's like, I trust you. I was like, that screams right, Reese. Like the guy in the dark saying, I trust you. And then like dipping right after. I'm like, yeah, that's a Reese kind of move. And I I almost feel like I probably wanted him to be like um Wes in Defy the Night where he was like kind of smarmy but had her back and was like a little bit guarded and there was some character development to happen Poe was kind of just up until he loses his sight he's very one note yeah like he's supportive but there's not a lot of depth because he's the youngest son but he's okay with it because he doesn't want the crown which, yeah, the smallest castle. Yeah, care about the. Yeah, he's just cool with all this stuff, and it's like, where is the, where's my angst? You said this is YA. Yeah. Where is the angst? We didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, Poe wasn't my favorite. I mean, I've read a lot of books, but he wasn't my favorite love interest. Yes, mm. read a lot of books, and unfortunately, Sarah J. Mass writes my kind of man hi hello why are you looking at me what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> sorry he freaked me out i didn't know if he was gonna go for the jugular um <laughs> he'll do that yeah. uh yeah that's right i'm calling you out <laughs> um yeah like I, I mean shit there's he wasn't written well enough for me i guess i think the, the problem is that he wasn't written for him he was written for katsa yeah he was very much written to balance out her like i'm wounded and lonely and he's like but i'm not afraid of you like he was created to fill out her character yeah basically he was written for katsa you're all right about that because katsa needed someone to show her that she can say no to the king in the beginning yeah because he was the only one that ever said that. Everybody was like, why aren't you going to shake down that lord? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you crazy? And honestly, I think she has bigger balls than Poe. Oh, ab- yeah. No, without a doubt. It's weird because they talk about very early in the book when she's all, you know, huffy and out of sh- bent out of shape. Because they're telling her the Gidden likes her. And she goes to Raffin is like, sorry, Raffin, her cousin. And she's like, 
did you know? And he's like, the whole fucking kingdom knew, bro. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, are you in love with me? And he busts out laughing. I actually, okay, first of all, I love Raffin. He's such a side character, but he's such a cute one. If they were not cousins, they would have been a better fit as a couple of independents. Yeah. And I know you have a red throne of glass, but he reminded me of one of the main characters' cousins, Adian. He screamed that energy as well. Adian from that series, he literally like lived and died. Like he didn't die, but he lived and breathed for his cousin and everything. Like there's this thing called the blood oath. He's like, I'm going to swear that shit and be her servant forever. Mm. Like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's that kind of cute shit where it's like the family trope where found family is cute but i like it when there's like those two very close cut like uh relatives yeah why are you chasing your tail you are a cat god damn it <laughs> cat dog cat dog, uh, cat dog. <laughs> really why are you doing this um yeah i liked him if he wasn't his her cousin like it was funny because when giddens romance interest when she found out and she looked at him she's like do you like me he just started laughing i was like yeah that's what we need <laughs> yeah and it, like i i appreciate that christian kishore was accurate about like the the time period cousins married each other and she addressed yeah. that quickly but didn't actually follow through with it which helps me place it in time more um but yeah him and his little bestie ban i i love i love what i'm looking at right now um but the two of them were by far probably my favorite characters and that's just because they were so cute all the time gotta bop you <laughs> yeah they were very cute i actually like that they addressed you i like I, same with you about how they address that you know cousins like even first cousins would get married sometimes yeah. and i was like mm. granted even yeah. if rafa had been like yeah i mean i was into you or whatever his father's not going to let that happen. No! He was, he was so happy to let Rafa, like, do whatever he wanted as long as he stayed in the corner and didn't make noise. There's yeah, no way he was just hell. the medicine guy. Yeah. Like, he was the prince that made the medicines that she used when she went on her journeys and shit to carry out missions. And besides that, he was kind of the kid in the corner because the king was like, I don't fuck with that one. He's weak. Yeah, because that, I mean, that was his heir, but yeah. So long as he has Katza to deal with, he doesn't really care yeah. as long as he's not getting embarrassed. Exactly. Um, exactly. Which I love how much she just hands him his balls on a silver platter when she leaves. Because yeah. she's like, what are you going to do? You going to try literally, to stop me? Okay, that was my favorite scene from what I read. She literally was like, I could disarm every motherfucker in here and then kill you, like simultaneously. Yeah, and it's, like it's you either step all, by step. all could die, or you let me leave. Yeah, her little step by step of like this is how it's going to go down yeah. was such a power move. And then she turns and she walks out, and nobody's fucking moving because they're already scared of her, and she just threatened all of their lives. <gasps> you know, a character I liked. Hmm. I liked her little nur- her nursemaid, whatever um, her name was. Helda. Um, Helda. I like Helda. She Helda she was, was a fucking mood. She was like, 
do you know of your womanly times? And she's like, what do you want about? And Helda's like, they were going to let you do that on your own. Yeah, the flashbacks of the two of them, fantastic. And then even when Helda's like, you should wear red. And uh, she's like, where's the gray or black? And she's just like, she's like, I am not giving you anything besides a color. Oh, yeah. Where's the gray and black? Green it is. Like, bam! (laughs) I love that. Because when she met Helda, she was just a kid. Yeah. And she was training and shit for like killing people. And Helda's like, she's still a girl. Like, she needs not a, I mean, she needed a mother, but Helda was like, I'm not going to take on the mother role. I'm going to take on the role where if she wanted to talk to a woman, there she was. Yeah. Like the, like the fun aunt role. Yeah, exactly. Boy, if you don't put that vacuum piece down. <laughs> Um, so obviously you've read the parts about looking for the grandfather. Yes. And it's made out to be this whole big thing. I love the grandfather. Oh, okay. yes. He, he's amazing. He was so sweet. Like, he pushed Poe aside. He's like, let me look at her. <laughs> yeah. Let me, hu- let me hug the certified killer. Exactly. The certified killer saved him. And he's like, where is she? I want to hug her. Yeah. Well, so... Obviously, in the beginning, they're like, oh, we have to figure out, like, why Grandpa was kidnapped. Yeah. That kind of just fucking disappears. Did we ever find out why? Because I was so mad confused about that. Because the only Mm. plot I could think about was that they would use him for leverage with his family. He gets kidnapped. And if I'm trying to say this in a linear way of, like, how it's explained in the book. Mm. So they find out that the king that they ca- they rescue him from was holding him on behalf of King Lek. Gotcha. However, they come to that in this roundabout way of like, it might be King Lek, especially because Poe figures out, remember in the beginning when it's like, oh, King Lek's wife and daughter are so sick with grief that they're hiding. Yeah. Because she, Poe was like, that does not sound yes like my aunt or mom or whatever it was. Aunt, yeah. Yeah. So because he figures that out, they go to Monse and come to find out King Lek, who was like world-renowned for being such a caring person, he helped, you know, injured animals, he helped the, the young and the poor. Turns out he was the one cutting the animals up that were coming into his house for care. And he was the one who was basically abusing children. And so they find out that the mom is the one who br- first broke the grace because something started to not add up and she figured it out. Is hiding her daughter away and the grandfather was basically trying to protect them so like had him kidnapped. But okay. The, but the way it's announced in the book is like and my grandfather disagreed with that? Yes. Period. And that's it. So you have to figure out on your own that that's the reason that he gets taken. Okay. And it was I still like, don't think it's the best reason. It feels like I don't think it warded kidnap. Yeah, no, it didn't. It was, I guess maybe the grace wasn't working on the grandfather anymore, and he was stirring too much trouble yeah. or something. I like, see it just that felt weird. Yeah, like in old age, the grace effectiveness probably isn't there. Yeah, like so. better when you're young more focused you know in your prime and shit but i, I don't know i don't know 
I didn't finish the book, so I can't really speak for it. But, but yeah, no, it's even in the parts that you read, it's like, oh, we have to figure out why the grandfather's kidnapped. Oh, side thing we need to deal with. Oh, we need to find out why the grandfather kidnapped. Three other side things we need to deal with. And it was like, what about this poor old man? Like, when can he yeah. go home? Did he ever go home? Yes, he ends up going home. Um, after Katza kills Lek, they go and they find Poe and they spend a couple of days there. Poe's brother Sky goes with them. And the two of them are like the cutest brother pairing. They're like fist fighting and stuff the second they see each other. It's, it's fantastic. But after everything is resolved and Bitter Blue becomes queen, they get it straightened out and the grandfather goes home. So okay. we know that they have a happy ending there. But I just, Poe and Sky's little brotherly um, interactions, I love. And Sky's such a fangirl for Katza. <laughs> like he straight up is like, you guys should fight because I want to see you fight because I've heard such good things. Please, 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 please. please. Like just. Please, 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 yes. Uh, I like the grandfather. Him and Hilda were probably my favorite characters. Not to even joke with you. I mean, they're they're healthy adult characters who are caretakers. Yeah. Even though the grandfather is like bedridden, he is an emotional caretaker for Katza, which she fucking needs. Old too. I like old. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the last point you won't know much about, but I will give you the yeah. quick backstory of King Lek. Um, so his whole, the story that everyone knows and is supposed to believe is that King Lek as a small child came to this kingdom, Monse. At mm-hmm. the time there was a king and a queen who couldn't have children. They had been trying for years and they basically were giving up hope. And King Lek comes and he basically is making friends with the servants and works his way up to the king and the queen and they they adore him supposedly and they name him their heir because they can't have kids and like three weeks later they die and no one in the kingdom thinks anything of it because of his grace mm. the thing is is he comes to them and he has an eye patch so you can't tell someone's grace if you can't see their other eye I don't yeah there's no backstory about why he does what he does or anything beyond how he became king Mm. and I'm I worry based off of the bearing the lead of the grandfather that it will never get explored because I'd love for a book just to be about King Black and figure out why the fuck he's so he's so messed up at least a novella yeah, I know some people won't put the time. I'm not saying this author specifically. I'm saying some people aren't going to want to like put an entire book and everybody knows exactly how it ends. But I don't know. Sarah J. Master novella in the Thunder Glass series. That was just like that where you knew exactly what was happening. Huh. I'm Googling it because I, I don't think I'll ever read the other books. Um, but I need to know. Okay. So apparently, I'm going to read it out because I can see that you're reading it. But so apparently, Mm -hmm. as a young child, he was cold and cruel and he's displayed psychopathic behaviors. He also had like this fascination with torture and dissection, which explains the treatment of animals and things like that. Um, Which part did you just, oh my God, to? The fourth one! 
Yeah. My God. Um, which that that whole line itself is about for those of you who obviously can't see it. It's about child molestation, which is the whole reason that Bitterblue's mother takes her and locks them in a room because he starts taking too much of an interest in her. Um. Oh, also hints of him having a god complex. Yeah, that uh, sadistic and hedonistic. Mm-hmm, that tracks. I don't know. The leg seems like a bottom. Oh, he absolutely is, and he's bitter about it. Yeah, he's a bottom, but he's mad about it. <laughs> okay, let's... Personality appearance. It doesn't look like there is a background to why he's so messed up. Oh, but it looks like there's a picture of his... Okay, so based on his fan art, his other eye was red, and the yeah. one is, like, silver or something, which both of them are going to, you know, pull some some red flags, but hey. I don't know. Maybe some, you know, sometimes there's no reason on why someone's bad. Yeah. So, based off of what I'm reading, this is all stuff that happens in the fire book. So, apologies if this is spoilers for you guys. I don't know if you're gonna read beyond, but um, that's so creepy. <laughs> the nursemaid was afraid of him because he was basically like a tiny human. So by 15 months, he could just talk in complete sentences like a, a like small man. Um, his grace kicked in when he was three and then he used his grace to take control of his father and instructed him to keep him hidden from the king so he did because what else is he going to do oh and then he basically kept his father moving despite him being you know weak and needing rest yeah So, obviously, I'm not. I'm not gonna give a rating on the book because I didn't read all of it. I like the. I will say this: I like the plot. It's just I couldn't. It didn't deliver for me. The, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it didn't I quite agree. deliver to me. Um, but what would you rate it as? What did I give Shadow and Bone? Like a three. I think so. Yeah. I'll give this one a three because. Okay. The premise is really creative. And it's not a bad book, but you really got to come at it knowing that it's going to take some time to get to hit the ground running, basically. Yeah. Because it's not one of those where it tries to be one of those books where you're like thrown into the plot and you immediately know what's going on. It doesn't do that yeah. successfully. Um, but when you get to the like, the <gasps> Lek has a grace, <gasps> Poe's given her his kingdom. <gasps> like when you get to all those plot twists, it's actually really interesting, but there's so much build up and foregrounding yeah. that it's like, okay, 200 pages in, when are we getting to the, the juicy stuff? I kind of suspected Lek was evil. I will not, I will say that because everyone's like, no, Lek's not even a suspect. He's the peaceful leader. Yeah. And I think. I didn't really think much of it because there's always typically in a group like that, there's one king that everyone kind of just leaves alone because he just does what he's got to do for his people. And also, mm-hmm. he's like, don't fucking come here. I'll kill you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, he's just that character. And then when he wasn't and it was like, oh, because when they were in the tavern and those guys were like, it couldn't have been Lek. And Poe was getting this weird reading from them of like, they knew he was guilty, but they believed he was innocent that's when I was like, something's not correct here. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah yeah I'll give it a three i am looking forward to next week's book yeah however i want to reread it yeah i haven't read it yet so next have week you got we're it? gonna be talking about yeah i have it in my room i just haven't touched it yet uh we're gonna be talking about the fifth akatar book a court of silver flames correct yep okay I, I don't know what you're looking at, but okay. I'm looking um, at it. <laughs> got you. All right. So I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited to read it. Hopefully we won't get like in a drag out fight about this book. Like we have. I don't ones. think we're going to get in a drag out fight. There is one thing I think we're going, not to disagree on actually. Mm-hmm. There's just one thing I can't really. I can defend it, but honestly, it, I mean, it was really kind of fucked up, but not, it isn't crazy, crazy bad. But like, <sighs> oh, yeah. uh-huh. sorry, <laughs> I was trying to hold it in. I couldn't yeah. see that. I would have done the watermelon crap. I know. I realized that, and I was like, I'm safe. Um, yeah. But yeah, so next week we will talk about Akatar. We will finish up the Akatars for now, and in the future, keep an eye out for Throne of Glass because we'll be starting that series as well. But all right, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time. All right, bye guys. Bye.